Welcome to The Music Buzz, the podcast where we talk music, pop culture, and current events while we get a good buzz. We're your hosts, Justine Avila and Lauren Brumley. Sup, fam. We are back. It is episode 13. And it's just appropriate that for episode 13, we talk about the Taylor Swift drama. Woof. (laughs) Woof is right. And aptly, we are drinking Devil's Harvest Breakfast IPA today. It's not breakfast time, but we're all about it. Yeah, but it's close enough. It's like early afternoon, you know, (laughs) so it's appropriate. Um, But we felt like this was an appropriate beer because you get to decide who is the devil in this story. Wow. That is rough. (laughs) Real rough. Um, Well, I guess before we jump into that, should we hop on some current events? Let's do it. Um, So you actually pointed this out. I did not know this that Cardi B released all of her touring information on her Instagram. And unfortunately for celebrities, and I guess really anyone who posts anything, that stuff is not deleted once you delete it. Right. Because people screenshot, save it, all of those things. So, Lauren, I feel like you should explain this. Once it's on the internet, it's there forever. It's there, yeah. It is there forever. So she posted this spreadsheet that looks, I don't know what you would call this spreadsheet, but it's basically a spreadsheet of all of her shows with her guarantees. So basically, for those of you who don't know, that's just what you're going to make for that show. Right. Um, And then she also included bonuses in there, right? Right. Which is like, this is very, this is very privileged information that you <laughs> right. keep insanely close to your chest. Usually this is just like a what is the word? It's like just a known thing that you keep this information to yourself. Right. And I mean, like it's, she, she's in the business of selling herself. That's what like the promoter does. So she essentially has shown all of her cards. Right. By, and she's like, why? Yeah. Right. I don't understand. And so her caption basically was saying people are giving her a hard time for not touring as much as they want her to tour. And she pretty much was saying, look at this spreadsheet, look at how expensive it is to, well, she's like, look at the money that I would be making versus how expensive it is to actually put on a tour, to do the whole production, to pay a staff. And she's like, I'm, I'm walking away with such a small amount at the end of the day. It's, it's hard to do. And so she was kind of saying, I'm going to do a private I don't know, tour on her own, I guess. But here's here's a couple of reactions, I guess, that I have. Hit me with the facts, Jay. I mean, one, right, she's saying she her guarantees are around like 600000 and that her production is 450000 Then she's got to pay out commissions. So she estimates that she's netting, right, 150000 Right. Like... A night. Yeah, a night. She says that that's a small sum of money for any other human being. Like, maybe that's not a major pop star. That's a lot of money. Like, for the average American, or maybe average human across the globe. Yeah. Like, netting that per show, whatever. I don't know how many shows she does in a year. That's a pretty good sum of money to make a living on. Totally. And, like, this list is showing probably three shows a week. Yeah, so it's like almost like weekend warrior stuff. So it's not that that bad. It's really not. And honestly, if you 
if you're saying you're not making that much money on a tour, then maybe you cut down your production and do a little bit more of a stripped back thing. Mm -hmm. If the fans want you, the fans want you. Like, right. Like you should be thankful for that. Right. It's like, you're almost like you have, I guess this momentum behind your career right now. And people actually want to see you versus everyone else is out there playing bars for maybe five people. Hoping, yeah. wishing someone would want to hear them as much exactly. as they want to hear Cardi B. Exactly. So essentially, she's saying she's not getting out of bed unless she makes a certain six-figure number. Yeah, and I, I mean, feel like, I feel like I'm sure it's frustrating as an artist to be constantly hit with comments from fans who don't understand any aspect of the business, and you're like, if you only understood it from my point of view, I wish that you kind of knew the backside of things. Right. I get that. Yeah. But it's also like, I don't think I would want to tell my fans how much I'm making because they're going to be pissed that they're paying so much for tickets <laughs> right? for yeah, you to yeah. get paid that much every night. Exactly. Well, and now, right, if she was to scale back production, like she just like kind of whatever you, you put it like, well, I guess like opened up the curtain. So like fans yeah. would be like, well, why didn't you spend the hundred thousand and like totally. have some fireworks up in here? Yeah. You know what I mean? For this like right. $100 ticket. Well, and I was just telling you, I saw her set at Bonnaroo okay. um, last month and it was a huge production. She had like 40 backup dancers and like a horn section with like seven horns and like a full right. band. And it, yeah. I mean, it was a lot going on, but you could scale that back, I feel. Yeah. I mean, and we were talking about this, like obviously every tour deal is different, but like there is a production budget that can be included. So you're, totally. you're, you as the artist aren't on the hook for all of those production expenses. Yeah. So. Well, and on. you made a good comment too about like how this is going to screw her moving forward. Yeah. I mean, like in terms of bidding on it, it's like, well, you just showed your value if you're not as popular a couple of years or next year, whenever you're releasing new music, it's only going to go down. Yeah. Well, like, and. And, like, if another venue is, like, oh, wow, I'm way overpaying you exactly. compared to what you're getting paid in yeah. Tulsa, you right, know. Right, right, You know. Totally. But it's, whoo, that is not smart. I'm, this is why artists need PR. But also, I would just love to have been, like, a fly on the wall when her team saw that go up. Oh, you know? It was not a good day It was at an the explosion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Like, computers were flung. Oh, 100%. Yeah. um that is rough but on a lighter note we've i think we got the album of the year oh yesterday my gosh that is a fairly certain we just got the album of the year wow can album of the year be all collabs is that a thing i don't think there's any rules against it necessarily i don't know that would be like interesting to know so do you want to tell the people what album you're talking about or well obviously the recording academy had to make a rule against winning best new artist if you hadn't won in this category they had to make an Ed Sheeran rule rightly so because he is just like a songwriting god and he blessed us you're such a stan (laughs) truly blessed us yesterday with this collabs album that I cannot stop listening to I mean every single one is a banger like with a B. I don't know if I would say every single one yeah, is a banger. Yeah, I think, well, you need to get those ears checked. Um, no, they're good. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Um, there definitely are some bangers. I really love the song with her, obviously. Yeah, that that's a, a good one. Bop. I mean, don't even get me started. Like Travis Scott, 
the antisocial one. Yeah, great I like that one. blow. I wasn't I didn't know what to expect, but love Chris Stapleton, Bruno Mars, and Ed like to gear together. I strangely do too, and I actually heard a lot of people hating on that song. No, I love it. I think it's fire. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. We have another stand in the building. <laughs> well, before I heard that song, somebody um describes it as a kid rock song. Oh, and so I was like, oh, God. So when I went into it, that's what I was hearing. So I actually anticipated hating it, which is like even more of a that just shows how good it is that like I went in with it into it thinking that it was a kid rock song. And I was like, oh, wait, no. This yeah. Is actually good. Well, I can't believe that person it's, compared it to kid rock. No, but it kind of is. That's what's that's the weird thing. But it's, it's still good. It's just like rock and roll. And there's a little like screaming in it. It's not kid rock. No, but it's like a southern rock vibe. Yeah, that's Chris Stapleton. Totally. But what's weird about the song, I think, is how, like, each of the singer, like, Ed, Bruno, and Chris each, I guess, take a verse. Yeah. Um, And it's weird how it could sound like it was any one of their songs on its own. Yeah, yeah, In a yeah. weird way. Yeah. And I would never put those three artists I'm together sorry. as having a song that. Are you attesting to the genius that is Ed Sheeran? Like being able to. Okay, super <laughs> fan of the universe. Pipe down. Um, it I, is good. It's just. What didn't you like about it? I can't like put my finger on anything I didn't like. It's not that I don't like it. I do like it. I just think some are bangers and some are just kind of fine. And people are like, oh, it's totally a banger because this person is on it. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I can see that. I don't know. I think they're mostly bangers though. Like I, mean, I love fair. A Thousand Nights. Like Cross Me. Like, it's just, I could keep going for hours and hours, but I won't. I mean, but also, like, I feel like my standum, if that's a word. Ooh, a stand-um. oh my gosh. Did you just make that up on the fly? <laughs> I, did. I did. I don't know if that's real. I'm obsessed. <laughs> standum. Honestly, You're welcome, okay, guys. someone needs to start the Music Buzz dictionary. Standum is the first word. Stand-um. You can also add in um, hags and cats oh, from the yeah. last episode. Oh, yeah. Um, standum. That's incredible. Standum. But... At like his Instagram feed is so incredible because of his shows that like he is Ed's. yeah he's in all of these European countries and like filling stadiums I I forgot maybe it was Prague where over the course of two days sold one hundred and ninety two thousand tickets like That's one nuts. dude coming out on stage right it's not like a whole yeah. band or like yeah. that is insanity. That is insanity. Pure insanity. But anyway. Um, I know you haven't seen the movie yesterday yet, but I was so surprised at how much Ed Sheeran is a staple character in the movie. I knew from the trailer I'm that sorry, he was I in it. I didn't even know he was in the movie. Yeah. You don't remember the trailer where um, he, the guy is singing, Hey Jude, and Ed Sheeran's like in the booth at the studio and he's like, Hey man, I have an idea. What about, what if, what if it's called Hey Dude? And he's like, Hey, dude. <laughs> no. He, he is like I, a crucial character in the movie, like as Ed Sheeran. Oh, my God. And he can act, too. Well, well he is Yeah, wait just, till you see it before you say that, oh. necessarily. But but I enjoyed seeing him on, on the movie. But I was like, what the heck? Yeah. It was so weird. Anyway. Anyway, he's the greatest. He's the goat, as the kids say. He's pretty. He's very talented. I, I appreciate some Ed. Oh, I really love do. Love it. Love it. <laughs> um, but I honestly, like... I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that my album of the year so far is um, Happiness Begins by the Jonas Brothers. Wow. It is wow. full of bops. So here's what I think about that. Yeah, I need your thoughts because I know you don't like it. 
I don't love it. You know when the previews for the movie are better than the actual movie? Whoa. <laughs> so I thought Sucker was a great indication. Banger. Of, yeah, banger of what the album was going to be. And like the album is kind of like beach music. Like I feel like I could put it on while I'm at the beach. Oh, yeah. And not bang out to it, though. Like Sucker <laughs> is more like a like, oh, I'm listening to this. I love it. Like, th- Okay, you clearly have not really delved into um i believe used to be every single time these are bangers bangers i we may have different different definitions of a banger then uh yeah apparently we do because (laughs) i i'm gonna force you to listen to this album like three times in a row and you will come out being like wait Okay, well, I I definitely need to re-listen, but I'm sorry, my inbox is flooded because every other day they're releasing special edition merch, so I just never have... Who is the Jonas Brothers? Yeah, it's like... Oh, I gotta get on that email chain. (laughs) Yeah, you do. (laughs) I mean, like, there was a bundle a couple days ago, there was, like, a tape, like, a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, how does anyone listen to a cassette tape anymore? I know, like, what do you even put that on? I don't know. It's like a novelty item. I used to have have an old car that had a tape deck, and that's... The only well, reason I, I think tape decks are like coming back. That's like a cool it's like thing. The new vinyl, yeah, to like send singles on. But you need those like portable tape. Uh, it's like a tape <sighs> recorder that you can play it off of. You know, that would portable. actually be a genius marketing plan for somebody who has like a throwback sound to like send out their new single with a Walkman. You know, well, and be like, Sean Mendez did that with. Oh really? Uh, not Senorita. I can't stop. Everyone like John Mayer got one, and he put it on his Instagram, oh, and that's he's cool. opening a box. And then it's like that vinyl, uh, not vinyl, sorry, that tape recorder thing. And he just slides it in and plays ah, it. I didn't even see that. That's awesome. I'm sorry. Do you even like music? I mean, Okay. I don't, I have not been seeing John Mayer's Instagram stories. I think the algorithm is messed up. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly it is. Because I, I am a John Mayer stan. You know that. I, that I'm aware of. Yeah. Oof. Okay, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, well... Something kind of big happened last week in terms of music. We had Amazon Prime concert. Did oh, you yeah, watch that? Okay, I didn't watch it, but is this the first year they've done a concert? It is, but it was like, it's kind of weird because Amazon Prime Day is over two days and it's Monday and Tuesday, July 15th and 16th, mm-hmm. but they had the concert on the 10th, I guess, to get people jazzed up for yeah. it, but like... A couple of things. One, no one needs to get jazzed up for it. It's like almost bigger than Black Friday now because of all the deals. Yeah. So you just go on Amazon and like buy a bunch of crap you need, you need. <laughs> or you don't need or gifts. Right. And, and like stuff like, that they jack the price up on before right. and then like, oh, it's on sale now. And you're like, right. actually, this is how much it was before. But okay. Exactly. Um, And then, yeah, they had the show and it was weird because it was before Prime Day did you watch it? Like I didn't. So okay. I did see, I do follow a girl with no job, Avi. Avi. Um, and okay. she was invited, which I guess influencers were invited to go to this thing. Yeah. It, it seemed like it was a big influencer event because like in between performances, there was this guy that was like seemingly a social media guy being like, okay guys, like Weird. get excited. Like we're going to go Instagram live now. And he did like a segment instagram live from the stage or whatever interesting well so the people who performed it was like becky g yeah becky g random um dua says, lipa yep dua lipa SZA, SZA, and then and then tay 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 
Well, it was interesting because Girl With No Job was talking about it afterwards. And she was like, it was kind of a wild experience because it was the whole production of a big arena show, but in a room of 200 people. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Well, and it looked weird on TV because I think it was Hammerstein Ballroom in New York. And like the room just looked weird. Like if that makes sense. Like it was like too big of a production for that. Too big of a production, but also like the... It almost, it was like the room needed space. You know how like on those Apple concerts or even when they like stream a concert, it's like you have that football camera or drone camera that goes over the crowd and Mm -hmm. does like cool things. This like almost looked like an in-studio performance. It just, and the crowd was like, some of them were, they clearly got fans up front, but like the rest weren't fans. So it was just people kind of like standing around in the back. Weird. And it was just, it looked so weird. Interesting. So how was the performance? Like, did she sound good? Well, Taylor sounded like, I think she sounded fine. Like most of it, I think a lot of the performances were to track because this was on t- TV, yeah. I guess, Prime. It was well, streaming. It was like streamed, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of it was to track. So they like did the stuff with the vocals going in and out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was fine. I just thought it was, like, boring. I just like, don't get the purpose of it is my thing. Because Prime Day, like, music is involved in Amazon Prime. Yeah. But it's, like, for the most part, it's it's free streaming. It's, like, a streaming service. So, like, what do you need a concert for? Like, what, right. are, you, what are you trying to, like, accomplish with this? Right. Well, and, and, like, I just thought that they could, like, they. I was thinking about, like, if I were Amazon in this situation... I would have done things like differently. You like have a massive outdoor concert and like give away Amazon gift cards during totally. the performance. You yeah. know what I mean? To get right. people hyped. Mm-hmm. Like I was sitting on the couch watching it and I was like, this does nothing for me. I'm still going to buy like my Tide Pods on Monday, hopefully <laughs> at a discount. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. It does. Even if you're like, to your point, if you're a fan of music, like other than me tuning in, what, what does that really do? Yeah. Like it's you not, know? It's- I feel like it was supposed to sell you on something, but it's like, on what? Right. Like, I just, I didn't really, I guess the purpose was kind of missed and it was just like awkward because it was performance then they had to change over. So it was like talk, 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 then performance. And then it was like, okay. Yeah. Cool. It's just weird. Yeah. It was super, super weird. But anyway, yeah, that happened. That um, happened. But, but I feel like that's a that's an interesting move for Taylor. I feel like pre- 2018 Taylor would not have done something like that. Yeah. Something that small, like in that small of a room and that small of a. But if I were a betting woman, I would say she's probably going to do a deal, some sort of deal with them to promote her new album yeah. in August. Right. So maybe this was tied into it. Like you have to, as lead up, uh, headline this concert, which yeah. I was also talking to another person about it. Like, it wasn't really like a headlining thing. And I think it ended at like 1030. So it was like, I get that the headliner traditionally goes on late. But I'm like, that's almost a detriment because it's late. Oh, she went, she got on stage at 1030. Well, it wrapped up at 1030. Oh. So it's like, most people, it's like a Wednesday. Like most people are going to bed. Yeah. You know what I mean? But anyway, it was just super weird. It, that is weird. But I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like Amazon hev- heavily promote Lover. I guess this is lover, the, t- yeah. uh, the title. Oh my gosh. Speaking of lover, I have like a side note. Uh-oh. Um, Swifties are freaking crazy. And speaking of standum. Yeah. No, like the Swifties. 
I appreciate Taylor as much as the next person. I really do. We have complicated feelings. We've talked about this, but like, I get it. She's your queen. That's fine. These Swifties on Instagram show no mercy. They are (laughs) insane. So Noah Gunderson, who I truly do stand for, is releasing an album on the same day as Taylor called Lover Also. And I don't know if he's like trolling us all or if it truly is just a coincidence. I truly don't know. But the Swifties somehow found him, which I don't even know how, because he's not that like widely known, I don't feel. Yeah. And they were blowing up his Instagram all with like the same comments. And I feel, I can't remember if I told you this or somebody else, but like anytime the Swifties go after somebody, they're always using the same language. And I swear there's like some blog out there that's like, this is what you need to say to defend Taylor on this subject. And then they all just like copy paste in Instagram comments. Jeez. They all were like, change your album title and your release date. That's what they all were saying underneath Noah's Instagram post about the record. Wow. That is pretty crazy. Yeah. And I wonder who leads all of it. Like, what what if it was an internal job? I mean, whoa. The call came from inside the house. You know what I mean? Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Well, I guess that kind of leads us to our main topic of today's episode. Speaking of crazy fans and Taylor and drama. Um, I guess when was it a couple, I mean, a couple weeks weeks ago now. Yeah. Well, I feel like for both of us, a lot of people have been asking us our opinions on this whole Taylor Swift, Scooter Braun, Scott Borchetta drama that all started a few weeks ago. Like, and I just want to like ad lib here Nashville was put on pause that Sunday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, no one left the house. Everyone ordered food in because they were glued to their computers. We were refreshing our Instagram <laughs> feeds, like, pulling up right. e-news, people.com. Like you had all the tabs open, and you were reading all the drums. Oh, yeah. It, I, it was just nonstop people weighing in on it, like, celebrities – Right. Influencers, like everyone was putting in their two cents and I couldn't wait to like see who was going to say something next. It was just wild. So how did it all, how did we begin hearing about this? Was it Taylor's post that started it all? No. So, well, here's the timeline as I I have it in my head, which is like something we kind of chatted about today, pre-episode planning, if you will, (laughs) because we're professionals. (laughs) Um, But we were talking about, because Big Machine before all of this drama signed a new artist and she is like a 15 year old Kalista Kalista um, out of Georgia and happens to have also signed a management deal with Scooter Braun. So this was like, Oh cool. Scooter and Scott are doing business together in cahoots. Yeah. With a new artist that seemingly is, Similar to Taylor's beginnings in that it's a 15-year-old girl that writes music really well. Um, So anyway, that happened, right? Mm -hmm. And then, um, so when all the drama blew up, it was Sunday morning and the Wall Street Journal released an article that Scooter Braun's holding company, Ithaca, bought Scott Borchetta's Big Machine Records for $300 million. Right. Well, to go even back a little further... And by a little, I mean a lot further. Like you were saying, Taylor Swift signed with Big Machine when she was 15. Mm-hmm. 
and had was it a 12 year deal i think um, i read um it i don't know if it was a time deal or i think it was it might have been an album yeah yeah um whatever number album she's on i can't remember what reputation was it's either six or seven. Seven. Yeah. So then she was out of her contract by that one. Right. Which is why after <laughs> Reputation, she was kind of keeping her options open and seeing whether she was going to make the jump, which everyone kind of knew and assumed that she would. Right. And it like that the the fact that Big Machine was rumored to be for sale was nothing new. It's been rumored to be yeah. for sale for a while. So she and knew like, that before yeah and and like industry did too right like immediately when taylor announced she was moving to universal like i remember reading a couple billboard articles that said what is the true value of big machine records now that they have essentially her catalog her like old catalog because they won't have her new stuff going forward and like i think it's important to note when she signed the universal record or i'm sorry the universal deal she owns her master's on them and she also negotiated i guess like a higher re- uh payout revenue payout yep. from dsps i.e streaming services to all artists on right. the label mm-hmm. so she kind of like was you know leading the charge on that and advocating for songwriter artist payout yeah well and and in, in making that deal she obviously made it very clear that owning her masters was some was something that was really important to her mm-hmm so that's like a big reason why this whole sale of Big Machine is so dramatic. Right. So So the article that came out on that Sunday was yeah, announced the deal essentially. Yeah. Um and then shortly after, maybe a couple hours after, um Taylor posted on Tumblr throwing it way back. Of course, because she is the only person holding Tumblr together. Right. <laughs> Tumblr is very thankful for Taylor Swift. Oh, God, totally. Um, but she posted that blog post about, like, essentially, I guess, Scooter Braun bullying her and, like, how it's essentially to her detriment that she can't own her own work and that Scooter is the one guy she doesn't want, like, owning her masters, all of that stuff. Right. And so she also claims in this blog post that she claimed a couple of things. One that she did not find out about this deal until it was released in this article Mm -hmm. Two that she tried to make a deal to own her masters and to get back her work, but was told no. Um, Yeah. Well, and I think to add to that, or maybe point number three is that, to own her own work, it would be a bad deal for her. Right. And she said that in order to have made that deal, basically what they offered her is that for every album she puts out, she gets one album back. So if she had, for example, six or seven records, she would have to release seven more in order to get all of those control of all of those seven. Right. But then that also like, she didn't really explain whether that would also mean that like those new seven ones, then what's the deal with those? Right. So, I mean, but it's all a mystery to us, truly. Well, yeah, because none of us are reading any of the deals. Like, they're private. I mean, right. we can read the well, media. They well, were private. Well, parts of the deal are still private. I mean. Yeah. So then Scott Porchetta comes back. And, at night. So we've yeah. been living this drama all day. Right. And then everyone, you know, you get the Sunday scaries. You're popping up your work <laughs> email. You're like, this has been a day, whatever, whatever. And then Scott posts, and in in the title of the post is, it's time for some truth. Yeah. 
And I guess he... And it's, like, on the blog section of the Big Machine website, like, of course. Right. But I guess he posted, like, part of the term sheet of Taylor's contract. And then he... And they weren't screenshots of text messages, but he posted the uh, correspondence in the text message. Between him and Taylor. Between him and Taylor. And... He basically tried to debunk everything that she said. He said... Yes, of course, she did know before it was released in this article that the purchase was happening. She did have the opportunity to buy back her master's. Um, and and basically, it's just like a he said, she said, because mm-hmm. we don't really know. And like, to be fair, I, I do feel like Scott kind of put forward more, if you want to call it evidence, Taylor's just kind of like, this is what happened. Yeah. But I don't know who to believe in the situation because, like, it is just a he said, she said, and we truly don't know. Like, when he's saying, I texted you the night before the article came out. Yeah. like We don't know if that's true. And if she didn't read it or, you know. Yeah, exactly. So. This is a weird question. Do you think she keeps red receipts on? Probably not. No way. Yeah. Yeah. No like, way if you're Taylor no. Swift, you're yeah. like, I got to run business. I can't be seen. Like, people can't be seen when I've actually read it. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't keep my red receipts on because sometimes I want to read a text and then, like, not respond. not respond for a few hours until I just, like, feel like it or until I've, like, thought of what I want to say. Right. And, like, especially if it's a text where you know you're going to get into a back and forth. So you're like, oh, yeah. I need a couple of, like, minutes, even if it's, like, planning with friends. Yeah. I mean, totally. that's the drama in my life, planning <laughs> with friends. Um, but I would imagine on a deal like that, then, yeah. Right. So he also. This was a bombshell for me because I didn't know this part of this, but he also in this blog post explains that Taylor's dad is on the board. Right. Because Taylor's Machine. Taylor's dad, and this isn't, I don't think like, this is public knowledge. He bought into the company. I mean, he essentially helped Scott start the company as when an Taylor investor. Was yeah. Young, when yeah. It, like Taylor was essentially their only client. Right. Um, so yeah, he sits on the board and there was like, I think some weird legal back and forth, right? Like they had to sign an NDA. Scott Swift didn't want to sign an NDA because obviously he. It's like a conflict of interest. He's like, I'm not going to keep something from my daughter. Well, it was an NDA. I think from what I understood, like specifically about what was going to be discussed on this call that they had with board members about. Right. But then I think it said like Scott had a representative. Right. So also. I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but from a legal standpoint, proving that you broke an NDA, like, is very difficult. Yeah. I mean, unless you're tweeting. You know what I mean? But, like, to verbally break an NDA, you could say, oh, I didn't say that. Right. You know what I mean? So. So, yeah. So, basically, the Swift side is claiming they didn't know. The Borchetta side is claiming that, like, all the facts were put out there in advance. So it's still just like this back and forth kind of thing. But also, I just feel like my whole thing is like, I guess the scooter of it all is where it gets messy, right? (laughs) The scooter of it all. I like it. Because scooter, I think, has like an interesting reputation in the music industry. Like, he's very, very powerful. He's like the guy. Yeah. Yeah. In artist management right now. But, like, he also kind of – people give him a lot of flack because a lot of his artists have a lot of, like, personal issues. And they're like, does he really care about his artists or are they just, like, yeah. cash cows? So, like, is he right. only concerned with cash? And, like, we don't know. I don't know him personally. But, like, 
that kind of goes into like, did he, did he decide to buy the big machine as an FU to Taylor or was it just a smart business move for him? Like, was it personal or was it business? I mean, I, and that's, what's complicated. Yeah. And I can't really see it being personal. Like, I mean, he bought it with his holding company. Like if you watched his moves, like he's purchased a publishing company, he's purchased movie studio. He has a management company. You know what I mean? He, he has, and he has an investment arm, like all under Ithaca. So like he's being really smart in the sense that like now arguably, and I can't take credit for this. I read it, but like he is the largest independent player and threat in the music industry to majors. And like, I just mean like most of the value, I'm not saying all of the value, but I think I read like a third of the value of big machine or over a third comes from Taylor's catalog. Of course. Yeah. So yeah. I I wouldn't be, if you told me it was 70%, I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Exactly. So like, yeah, of course he's going to buy it. And like he technically is an indie, so he could do deals with Scott, but I think it, what I can observe from reading in the media, I think it came as a shock. If I were Taylor, it would probably come as a shock to me because I guarantee if I were negotiating with Universal, I would make it very clear that my long-term goal is to own all of my masters. So in that deal, it probably wasn't laid out that they specifically have to bid for Big Machine, but they probably said we will do our like highest and best yeah. to carry out a deal with Big Machine and probably eventually revert ownership back to her. Mm, if I were guessing. Yeah. And then that just didn't go through. I mean, because yeah. I'm sure Scooter offered Scott a hell of a deal For beyond. Sure. I mean, and this is another thing I think that like I was discussing with some folks. They were like, oh, it's 300 million, but it's it's 300 million plus. Like yeah. Scott has ownership and equity now in Scooter's company and now sits on the board. So in addition to, yeah, it's all that money, but it's all that money plus maybe call it like, $150 million in shares or whatever it is. I'm guesstimating that number. And then he gets to like essentially be privy to all of those investment deals. Yeah. So if you're Scott Borchetta and you have all this money, then yeah, like that's a wise business move for you. And you get to still operate your company like yeah. however well, you want. And like the way I look at it too is that is Taylor or was Taylor the biggest like part of Big Machine? Yeah, probably. But like Big Machine is not just Taylor Swift. It's right. a company that has a lot of different artists involved and it it was a smart business decision for both Scott and Scooter, like you were just yeah. saying. So right. like, I think that Taylor's frustration is fully valid and fair, but it's directed at the wrong place. It's directed at these two guys when it should be directed at like the way that the music industry is set up in general where artists don't have the control over their own art. Right. And, and that's mean, the problem. And that, I mean, I think we discussed it. And I actually talked talk to a lot of friends that don't work in music, that don't really understand it, because they all immediately go to Team Taylor. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, why wouldn't she own her life's work? And I'm like, actually, back to your point, like, a lot of artists don't own their masters. Like, I don't yeah. know that Ed Sheeran owns his masters, or Justin Bieber owns his masters. They, I mean, Ed's on Warner, and Justin's on Universal. Like, it's very common for them not to own their masters. Right. But in the same sense, right, if you look at how business across multiple industries is conducted, like, when you have a startup, you put all of this money into an artist, so the label should get some money back from that. 
I'm not saying that they should own it in perpetuity. And that's that's and the that's thing. the problem. Yeah. Right. Because like, like I'm not saying that they shouldn't be making money off of what they have invested in. Right. Meaning, they meaning the labels. Right. But when it comes to creative control, that should always be in the hands of the person who created the thing. Right. But the problem is like it does kind of make sense for them to be like, okay, well, this is how we're making our money. We should have a say in how this is used and where this is used. And mm-hmm. that's why they do want obviously their hands in that. But it's like at the end of the day, artists' work isn't being protected in the way that it should be because they don't have the control over it that they should. And it's yeah, just like I mean, one of those things it's like, oh, this is just the way we've always done it. They relinquish like all control and it's like a leverage thing too, right? Like yeah. most big big artists like pop stars usually when they're done with their label contract they go they make their own label and do a distribution deal yeah totally i mean and taylor would have done the same thing but essentially that's what she did with universal without having to create her own label (laughs) yeah without having to do all the hard work well yeah i mean they said here you can have control of your masters so like she would have control of her masters if she created her own label and then did a distribution deal But, I mean, to your point, I think it gets kind of down to the crux of the problem of, like, how the music industry is set up and controlled in that fashion. But also, like, you know, you try to get down to, I guess, like, the morality of it. Like, I think that's really hard to, like, put on someone or to assume in terms of, like, talking about Scooter's intention or Taylor's intention or even Scott's intention. Yeah, and that's, like... I think it would have been the mature thing for her to do to say, like, to, of course, voice her frustrations the way that she did without having it be directed at those people. But Mm -hmm. I think it's it is so personal to her, obviously, because she's like now, like she said, I mean, not in direct words, but like basically was like, I wrote these songs on my bedroom floor when I was like 15 years old. And now they're in the hands of somebody else. Like, I don't even get to control what happens to this music that I wrote, like these are my stories that like I put all this heart into and now I don't even get a say. Right. Yeah. 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 But it's also like, unfortunately that's the deal that you made. Right. I mean, and but that's like part of her argument, right? That she was a 15 year old and didn't know what totally. deal she was getting yeah. into. But again, to play devil's advocate, like your parents were also making the deal with you in terms of setting you up for this company. So mm-hmm. like, that's another point that, I've read about is in that people bring up on this deal in theory, Taylor made money because her dad owns part of big machine. Yeah. So like, it's not that I, but I think it goes beyond that to your point. It's just like her artwork and her career's work. Well, and also like playing devil's advocate on her side. It's like, if something that's like super meaningful to me Mm -hmm. and I have like this mortal enemy who like in my eyes has been like terrorizing me for the past, like however many years. And that's the person it's, it's just like, this is, this is the metaphor that I have, you know, like if you're like dating somebody and there's like some girl that you're always like, I just like always have a weird feeling about this. Like that's the girl <laughs> yeah, I feel and worried the about. And they're like, like, no, 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 no don't, don't worry. worry. And then you, you break, break up, up and they're dating like the next mm-hmm. week. That is like this feeling I'm sure yeah. for her where she's just like, seriously, the, the one person that I didn't want this going to now has control. I know. It's just, I guess, like, I was surprised. Like, I I don't know how to word this eloquently. Like, remember when Taylor wrote Apple, Jimmy yes. Iovine? Mm-hmm. And, but, like, that was a little more, like, I think, eloquent and, mm-hmm. like, 
PC. What? This one was yeah. like it, it seemed like she was in a rage. Totally. Like pure rage. And like even if that photo like with Justin Bieber was taken out of context, it was like she was so angry that she was gonna like go after Scooter Braun as a person, like a moral person. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. I don't know him. Like right. if he's a good person or a bad person. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But she was in such a rate. It's like when you're so angry, like you'll dig at like everything about that person oh, yeah. that you're angry about, even if like you don't care and it's the same flaws you may have, but you're just so angry. You like want to hurt them. Totally. You know? And that's yeah. like, that's the part where I was like, wow, this seems to go overboard just a little bit. Yeah. I, I think she should have taken, and I think she felt like she needed to respond quickly, but I think she should have taken a minute, taken a step back right. and like really thought it through. Well, it's like which wh why you're did. never supposed to like act on emotion, especially anger. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they tell you like all of those things to do, like <laughs> send the email to yourself totally. before you send it out or like write go, it on a note and rip right, it up. Yeah. Or like go on a long run and then come back to it and see if you still feel yeah. the same way. It's like, it just seemed from that reaction, she didn't do any of those things. She oh, no. just like wrote it and posted. Totally. And like, she's an emotional, she's an emotional person. She's an artist. Well, she's an like, artist. We know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know no, how that we goes. get it. But I mean, like, yeah, with all of that drama, it was just like really, really interesting. And to like kind of see someone described it as like rich people problems. Totally. Like, we were watching this, but it's like we're all the pawns in this game because none of us have $300 million. Scooter's company is valued at $800 million. Taylor's net worth is, I'm sure, like $600 million or whatever. Like, high, triple-digit millions. So, like, who? I get it. It's the art. But at the end of the day, these are all, like, super rich right. people problems. Total rich yeah. people problems. Like, big time. I'm trying to get, like, a $3 beer at happy hour. No, totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Same. I'm trying to, like, get a $20 gift card. Right. You know? <laughs> Thank you, Amazon Prime. We're <laughs> waiting for those. Um, but speaking of like standing for my boy, Ed, um, you know, an another point that I think was brought up was like Scooter and Taylor trying to talk mm -hmm. and like those artists caught in the middle. Right. Because in one of them is Ed Sheeran. Mm hmm. Because he's really close with Taylor, like one of her best friends. Right. I bet they're besties. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, Ed has worked with Justin Bieber and just put out the I Don't Care song on uh, his album. Which is a banger. It's a banger. And, like, also is friends with Scooter. Right. Ron, and has, like, I think helped his wife, his wife's company with uh, Fuck Cancer and all that stuff and has done, like, fundraisers and stuff like right. that. So, like, I'm sure he probably felt caught in the middle and, like, he almost bowed out gracefully and was like, I'm handling this privately. I think you told me, Right. I don't know. Someone don't know. told me he's like responded on an Instagram post because someone posted on like one of his pages like you should be sticking up for Taylor. What yeah. are you doing? Well, back to the Swifties being nuts. Yeah. They all like I went to one of Ed Sheeran's Instagram posts and every single comment is being like say something about Taylor. Defend Taylor. Say something about Taylor. And it's like leave him alone. Like he's also a guy in this industry trying to like maintain relationships with different people. And it's like, right. you can't, you can't yeah. take a stance when you are, when it, it, when it doesn't affect you and you're in that business, like it's just too hard and too messy right. to like put yourself in that. But like, and also like this almost reminds me of politics in a way, like 
we're we're never going to know the facts. Yeah. Like, there's probably three people that are going to know what actually happened. It's going to be Taylor, Scott, and Scooter Braun. Right. Like, we're, as, like, the plebeians in society, <laughs> we'll never actually know. We can only speculate based on what we read. Yeah. Right. You know, and sometimes it's like a PR game. We really won't ever know, and it it still is just like this he's, he said, she said thing. But what's interesting, too, is how many other... Like we were saying, Ed didn't get involved. Other artists have gotten involved. Like Halsey made a statement being like, Taylor's totally right. Like Katy Perry liked her post. Or it's like all these celebs are like liking people's posts. And you're like, okay, I see what side you're on. Right. Because Scott or uh, Scooter Braun's wife, Yael, I think that's how you say her name, um, posted a long like screenshot from the notes app, which is like the thing to do now on her Instagram defending scooter. Of course that's her husband, but basically saying like, actually you're the one who has been bullying everyone. Like you're the one who is like causing all this drama and you have no idea how much like he has defended you on the backside of these conversations. And she basically was just like, you're the one out here like being having clicky girl groups and like talking about this stuff on Twitter instead of ever picking up the phone and calling me about it or calling him about it. She totally blasted her. Oh yeah. It was like Like roasted. Yeah. But like that was one of the posts that like you would see all these artists and celebrities liking and you're like, okay, well clearly you're on this side. Cause I think Ariana Grande liked her posts and it's like, Ooh, all right. Well, which like, obviously she's, she's managed by Scooter. So like, obviously that's going to be her side, but and some of them have, like, verbally, I think, come out to defend him. Mm-hmm. Like, Demi Lovato, who yeah. recently signed with him, was like, you know, I really value him, and I think he's a good person. Yeah, like, like he doesn't have malicious intentions. And, right. Uh, and, like, you mentioned earlier, briefly, that photo of um, Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. which, like, Taylor used in her initial blog post. She It was, like, a an Instagram post that um, Justin Bieber posted, like, a long time ago of him on a FaceTime call with Scooter and Kanye West. And he said, sup Taylor. Yeah. And obviously like Scooter was with Kanye West in the photo. And so it obviously like alluded to the fact like they were talking crap about Taylor and whatever. Um, And so she used that in her post being like, this is a person who has had his artists bully me for years, basically like insinuating that he like, is having his little minions like cause, you know, drama for Taylor just for fun or something. Um, and Justin posted that on his Instagram again, being like, Hey, actually scooter had nothing to do with this post. He actually told me not to post this and I did it anyways. And I shouldn't have, I'm sorry for doing that. It was stupid, but like scooter is a good person. Scooter only has nice things to say about you and blah, blah, blah. So it's just like, it's just interesting. I just, I also find it hard to believe too, though, that like, that Scooter's out here, like, saying nice things about Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? I mean, I, but that's the thing. Like, you never we don't know. know. Yeah. You never know. I mean, like, and, I, again, I don't know him, and I don't know Taylor, and I don't know Scott, but, like, he said something interesting in one of his podcasts, Scooter Braun. He, he said, has a podcast? Uh, he was on, he was like a, on, on a, an episode, and he was essentially saying, like, his in his business life, Half of it is what the public sees, but half of it is philanthropy that no one will ever know about because he was like, no matter what you do, someone will find a way to essentially like vilify you for those actions. So he was like, you just keep it private. 
and some of them yeah. are public. Like when you do awesome benefit concerts or something like that. Right. Sure, public. But he was like, half of it I keep private. No one will ever know that it happened. Totally. And like I was like, you know, that's that's kind of right. And I'm not saying that like he's never talked shit about Taylor, but I'm just saying, no matter what, I feel like anyone says in this game, it's a losing it's a losing battle. Right. And and if I it's not like he and Taylor are close, so it's not like she would know what he's really out here saying, you know? Right. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I really don't know. It's just complicated, but, like, I feel like what it boils down to is just misdirected frustration. hmm And that's just... It's like, no one is wrong in this situation, I don't feel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Scott and Scooter made the best deal for them. Taylor is upset, obviously, because she doesn't have the rights to her music. It's like, everyone has a reason to, like, be happy or upset. Right. Everyone's justified in their feelings. It's just misdirected. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and like we kind of discussed this earlier, there's no way to really rectify that. Like, right. I don't, I mean, I don't know how you do that unless Scooter turns around and sells Taylor her masters back. Right. Which I don't see I don't, him doing. Yeah. I don't think he's going to do really that don't. either. I mean, because they've already bought into Big Machine and that's like a third of the value of the company. Totally. So. And then that would like, yeah, that would minimize the value of, the company that you just bought into right. so but like in terms of this now being like a petty battle which is like kind of been super surprising to me i guess on the amazon prime day i'm on oh, yeah. a mailing list and like big machine is releasing uh like i guess special edition vinyls which they probably mm-hmm. had in the works for a while right like yeah you want to sell stuff as it coincides with like what that artist is doing that's smart right. and strategic from a business standpoint but it's like did you pick teardrops on my guitar on purpose? Like <laughs> as the, you know what I mean? Special well, it's also edition. Like, they obviously are releasing these right after she's no longer getting. Right. Like, like you know. the master rights right. to it. But like, I don't know how far in advance that was planned. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know if that's like an actual or if she knew dig. about it. Or... Yeah. Like all of that. Okay. Stuff. What I thought you were going to say is I did see a clip of the Amazon prime concert where she was um, in shake it off, you know, where she's like the liars and the dirty, dirty cheats. She emphasized the liars and dirty, dirty cheats like very clearly. So I, it was like, you knew what she was talking about. Yeah. I mean, like I so, I saw that performance. I guess I wasn't paying attention, but then after the fact, it was like all over the news the next day. And I was like, yeah, I get it. But yeah. like, maybe, I mean, maybe she's a marketing genius and like, this yeah. is just all helping with oh, her new album. Totally. And I, I'm not going to lie. Like the thought did cross my mind of like, is this all BS? Right. You like, know, how crazy would that be? Honestly, I wouldn't even find it that crazy. I'd be like, well, <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> we all bought into it. Totally. That we wasted a day of our life yeah. that we'll never get back reading about won't. this. No, yeah, it was pretty wild. But I mean, like, she is, I think, to your point, drawing attention to, like, important issues, like owning well, yeah. your masters. Well, and I think, like, when you're saying, like, what can be, like, rectified in this situation, I think the only thing that this could possibly do is, like, bring change in the future. Like, with Taylor now advocating for artists to own the rights to their own music mm-hmm. like maybe in the future that will encourage more up-and-coming artists to push for that right in deals and actually like stand up for themselves and be like okay just because this is the way it's always worked doesn't mean that's the way that i'm gonna make this deal for myself right. and yeah, yeah yeah you know you never know that's right. the way that's the only way that like stuff changes is when people are like okay 
why have we done this for forever? Right. But and I mean, why isn't it different? Also on the positive side, and I know I've used this as, as an example before, you have people like Chance the Rapper who got all major label like deal uh, deal offers and said, no, I'm going to relu- uh, release through TuneCore. I like, love him so much. Yeah, I love him too. Yeah. Like, awesome. That's Wait, do we agree that we both stand for Chance the Rapper? I don't know. Whoa. Whoa. Is this the one person we both stand for? Look at us. Let's take a moment for this standum. <laughs> standum. Standum. Um, I just feel like maybe this is like now a Chance the Rapper fan podcast. Probably. All right. We just follow everything Chance. Love it. Love Chicago. Let 312. Hell yeah. So I'm doing a little independent market research. um, And I posted a poll on my Instagram asking the people whose side are they on? Because I I really do feel like this is a very divisive issue in this day and age. (laughs) Like this is this is like the big issue of our generation right now. Like, yeah, it's not even the president. No, it's, it's this. Who cares about like Republican versus Democrat? It's like right. Taylor versus Scooter. Scott and Scooter. Yeah, or as uh, John Caramonica from uh, Popcast says, Taylor v Scott v Scott v Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So the results are in at least so far. It is 63% Team Taylor Ooh. and 37% Team Scott and Scooter. The, did anyone from the poll respond why? No. Okay. Uh, the only people that responded were the ones who were saying, I'm just torn. And I think that's a lot of people too, is they just don't know what side to be on because everyone is making valid points. Right. No, they are. I mean, it's kind of like what we ended with essentially. Right. Like yeah. good business decision, bad for your, your careers, work, all of those things. Yeah. So it's just tough. We just don't really know. Um, and I do feel like a lot of people who are team Taylor are just like Taylor stands. Yes. They're in the they Taylor standum and they're going to defend anything that she does. Even if she like murdered someone, they would just be like, well, they deserved it. You know, like <laughs> right. totally. So that's the power of fandom that it really is. Of fandom. <laughs> The power of standup. Honestly, that's going to be the episode title. <laughs> right. No, it is. Um, but yeah, I don't know. All I have to say is if you are a Taylor Swift stan, stop harassing people on Instagram. You know? Yeah. I love you. I love your passion. But like, stop harassing people on Instagram. It's don't. not nice. Yeah. Harassment's not cool. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, are we going to do? do a little lightning round? Yeah. Um, all right, you gonna go or am I going? You should go first because I feel like yours are gonna be better than mine. I mean, they're not like one, <laughs> this is super basic, all but right. all right. Favorite Taylor Swift song? Ooh, I almost asked you this too, but then I couldn't remember if we talked about this on our last We Taylor might episode. have, but you know what? If we did, who cares? It's okay, we're reminding you. Ooh, this well, is hard. and she's released some new songs. That's true. So. Um, those wouldn't be like my favorite all time Taylor songs. Ooh. I think I'm gonna have to go with You're Gonna Judge Me. But what else is new? Uh, Dear John. Oh, yeah. No, we talked about this because you said that. And I was like, hold on while I go vomit. Oh, yeah. No. But then, like, I'm shining like fireworks over your sad, empty town. I'm sorry. That just hits you in those feels. I don't know. I kind of like, like, begin again. Okay. You know what I mean? I like, like, some of, like, the old school ones off of Red. Yeah. I mean, Red was a. And also, like, All Too Well. But, like, now All All Too too well Well is, like it's such a basic answer because that's like everyone's favorite you know right yeah yeah yeah. we 
We actually, as fans, are hoping for an all too well on Lover. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, if we I just want get a that. sad, slow yeah, song. Yeah, exactly. That's what I live for. Written from the heart. 100%. Okay. So you're in artist management. Would you Ooh. rather manage Taylor Swift or Ooh. Ariana Grande? Ooh. Yeah. It's Ooh. tough because they both are very successful, but they both are like very creative, different. like yeah. very up and down, lots of. Lots, Lots of, of stuff. Um, well, can I ask? I have a question. Of <laughs> I always, course you do. <laughs> am I managing them going forward from where they are yes. now? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Ariana Grande. Mm. Yeah. I think she's like really putting out some interesting stuff and playing with her sound. So I'm into that. I'm not into the two new releases off of Lover. So I think that's where I'm going. That's fair. And I'm trying to stay out of drums. So I'm trying not to get in the middle of drums. Well, Ariana has some drums of her own, but I, I get you. Yeah. Hopefully she's past it. Um, okay. Mine are like favorites questions. Okay. Love it. Who's your favorite Scooter Braun artist Ooh. that he manages? That's a good question. That's actually a really hard question because he mm. manages a lot of really great artists yeah. that I honestly truly love. Like yep. Justin Bieber is a hot mess, but like <laughs> <laughs> I truly love him. I am living for the day that we get a follow-up to Purpose, which Ooh, was one of the best albums of it life. Was. I, did, I, did we talk about this? I was talking with someone and I was like, Purpose is literally amazing. Yeah. And they were like, are, are you like drunk right now and i was like no, no. you need to go re-listen totally and they did and they were like you right it's good <laughs> you're like, and yeah, i no. was like yeah you're welcome no like i i truly can't remember the last album that came out that i have felt such pure joy listening to on repeat yeah. non-stop yeah. as i did with purpose i mean wow no stand very right there very passionate about purpose but i also love ariana mm-hmm. no she's great and you know who else i truly love who i honestly might say is my favorite tori kelly tori kelly i I know you. You do. I do. You I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say no, that. I love Tori Kelly. I didn't yeah. like super love the gospel album she put out. Like loved the like heart behind it, but like wasn't truly for me. But yep. she's one of the greatest voices of our time. Like truly. Got it. That's fair. Yeah. I'll buy that. Okay. What do you think is going to be the vibe of Lover? She said it was upbeat, right? Like happy. No, she, she just said it's going to be romantic, but we don't know what that means. Oh. But do you yeah. think it's going to be like like genre-wise? What do you think? Based on the two singles that we have so far and the fact that it's I like mean, romantic, whatever like that means. Romantic pop? Is that a genre? I don't know. Maybe she's going to make it one. I don't know. Maybe. I just think it's going to be like sonically like the two songs that we've heard that aren't necessarily my favorite, but I am looking forward to see if there's a Dixie Chicks Oh, there's going to be. There's going to be. Yeah. But this is the thing, too. This is what's so confusing to me about Taylor. Not confusing, but, like, what throws you off is that, like, I remember, I, I think it was, um, I Knew You Were Trouble. Was that on Red? Yeah. Like, when that was released beforehand, I was like, oh, we're about to get, like, a pseudo, like, dubstep album. And, like, that wasn't in it at yeah. all. Yeah. So I don't really know. really never know. No. It's it's weird. Yeah. It's definitely weird. Um. Okay. My turn. Last one. Yeah. Okay. You are Scooter Braun. Oh, God. You just bought a publishing company. You have a movie studio. You have a record label. You own your management company. You're involved in all of these music, or I'm sorry, IPOs, not music related. 
what is the next company you buy? Ooh. Okay, let me think about this. I kind of want to say, hmm, is this what I would want to buy or what I think he should buy? Well, your scooter. So whatever whatever that answer is, is you being scooter. I feel like he should buy a venue. Wow. That's an interesting response. Yeah. Why? I just think that like, I don't know, then you have like a space to like put on a festival or put on like right. these with all your artists. Yeah, you know? yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. That's a hard question. Thank you. Maybe like a, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm going to stand firm with venue. <laughs> a vacation. <laughs> I mean, a hundred percent. I was going to say like, I don't know what you would call it. Like a, I mean, different kind of publishing, but like for books. So you could like get all Ooh, these people to write tell-alls, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. I don't know. Wow. Okay. My last question. Who is your favorite Taylor bestie? She's had a lot of besties over the years, but who's your fave? <sighs> okay. I, I have an easy answer for you, and it's mainly because... Because you're the massive stan? Yeah, like I'm the massive stan. No, I don't... Well, I love Ed. I mean, okay, so my real, real, real answer is Ed. Okay. But my answer, answer, kind of real, is Alex Morgan, because the U.S. women's soccer team just killed what? it. I didn't even know they were besties. What? Yeah, they're besties. Like Since when? She brought them out on the 1989 tour. Oh, I didn't, and then, I like... They just killed it right now at the World Cup. Right. So I'm I'm like high on US women's soccer team right okay. now. So I I'm like, like way to go, guys. Way to be. Um, but like also I have another answer. <laughs> like, I feel like her childhood best friend Abigail uh, is like so cute. ride or die. Totally. Like, even if she thinks she's wrong, you know Abigail's just gonna get up there and be like, Nope, she right. Yes. <laughs> like, and you know what? I hope you do the same for me. Yeah, I would do the same for same. you. Thanks. I if will you, tell you to your face. I'm like, you're an idiot and you're wrong. But everyone else will be like, no, no, she's totally true. Yeah, like I will tweet yeah. out. <laughs> like ride or die. Taylor, like well ride. said, Jay. But then like in private, I'm like, you're an idiot. Why'd you say that? <laughs> like you're really wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking about when the all this drama went out and Yael put yeah. that stuff up. I was like, man, wife of the year. Though. Ride or die wife. Like, 100%. Yeah, that's what you need in a partner. You're just like, yeah. yes oh yeah but abigail is funny too because she's we've talked about this with taylor's mom but like abigail's almost as big a celebrity as taylor because her fans like find her and they're like right. oh my god yeah yeah like, i mean I, i'm sure she like gets recognized in nashville oh, absolutely yeah right for sure um also just to give an update on the instagram poll because a few more votes have just trickled in we are up to 60 percent team taylor 40 percent team scott scooter wow yeah wow yeah well so it's it's pretty it's pretty down the middle, but it's it's edging towards Team Taylor because I we'll I see think what happens when the polls team. close. Yeah, we'll see. Live from Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> Make sure Saturday you vote. Night. Well, if one thing was true, we did know she was trouble when she walked in. Ooh <laughs> Got him. You need to calm down. You're being too loud. Well, we hope that we gave you like a full in-depth look at the Taylor Scott Scooter drama. Um, we really don't have a side. We're just kind of in the middle. But like, we are interested to see where this whole thing goes. Godspeed to everyone involved. Thanks for playing. Um, have a great summer. Hope you're staying cool out there. Hope you're staying buzzed. Always stay buzzed. Always stay buzzed. We're out. Bye. <laughs>